Welcome to the April Q&A. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you and produced by, well, Jim McDee, but Third Street Barbell. 3sb.co, grab your clothes, check it out, check the gym. Um, we are alive and well. It's weird. We were just talking pre-ramble pre of... Uh, content creators and how what they create on different platforms and like the marketing strategy is create long term long long form content and then chop it down and spread it right so you do a podcast for an hour two hours you chop it into two half an hour things throw it on youtube you chop it into five uh 30 second things you throw it on tiktok and instagram Mm -hmm. and twitter and whatever and we do that okay but the truth is we probably overwork which is fine Um, but we create different types of content on each platform yeah and i honestly and you were saying yeah i wonder if one way might you know drive your audience or have a different audience uh and it's so varied right like all marketing and all content creation is like a weird form of sociology (laughs) which that's why i like it um because i just put up a quick youtube video yesterday for the first time in probably three four months and everyone's like where have you been where have you been Meanwhile, we've posted a podcast once a week. Mm-hmm. I post on Instagram daily, multiple mm-hmm. times, story and otherwise. Twitter, Twitch, I'm live every single day. Um, and I guess the sociology answer there is that people's preferred platform, they stay there. If you like YouTube, you just watch YouTube. And it's not necessarily, and it's not because they don't like what I create or what we create on a podcast or what I create on Twitch. Mm-hmm. They just happen when they go home or they have downtime, they go to YouTube.com. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's that's part of it. I do that more Same. than I than I ever expected to. I only watch Twitch. If I'm if I'm like like I have a dual monitor setup, I think we've talked about this. Life changing. <laughs> I know I'm late to the party, but holy shit, is that life changing? I, I, I remember in two thousand like five, my best friend's dad worked at home and I think he worked in insurance or finance or something. Called him Papa Papa Cole. He uh he had it and I walked into his office and I was like, Oh, shit that looks complicated you know and he's fucking whipping shit around he's got excel sheets and people's numbers and Uh salaries everywhere and i never did i always just worked on a laptop because i never did anything i edited videos but nothing crazy but having a dual monitor at home is godsend so i'll have like twitch just you know bullshit in the background while i'm writing emails or -hmm. or doing whatever on the left i absolutely love it i don't know where i was going with that but well i I can twitch what we watch yeah i can uh i can up that game a little bit and say Excuse me. Ultra wide twenty one nine monitors. If you're doing any kind of audio or video editing, yeah, oh, holy crap! Yeah. So people do that. You get and go, the timeline on the long monitor. People do that and go vertical for Twitch because then you can see longer chat or oh, longer yeah, notifications. Yeah, I'll probably do something like that next. My my secondary wide ultra wide monitor is the one we use for uh, working for uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh Shipping now. Fulfillment. Fulfillment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I do, I do, I, I understand. Fulfillment sounds like it would be more fulfilling than it actually is, but. No, it's not. It fulfills other people's <laughs> orders. Um, yeah, that is, I guess, a thing. So, like, the podcast fam, whoever's listening, you know that we're in the gym and we're grinding every day and the, the clothing and the launches and all that, but the YouTube folks just stay on YouTube and Twitch folks stay on Twitch and Instagram folks just stay on Instagram. And I think it, it, the circles do get smaller. Um, like Instagram's the new Facebook and, and I talk about it on TikTok too. And whether you're talking business wise or just content creation wise or growing an audience, whatever you want. Um, it starts with teenagers. They, they throw the culture on social media, right? So yeah. like everyone's like TikTok's for 16 year olds. I was like, so was Facebook. Facebook was for 18 year olds. Right. And now 10 years later, who's on Facebook? 40s, 50s, 60s. They probably yeah. make the majority of who's constantly on and Instagram. Same thing. Like who's on Instagram? Oh, college kids. 
Like and every and, single person's on Instagram right now. Yeah, and bot a lot of bots. Yeah, now, <laughs> and then same with TikTok. You know, f- four or five years from it's already growing, but four or five years from now, it's going to be thirties, forties, fifties year olds. That's just how it's going to go. I, I don't know about that. Really? Maybe I, I it, guarantee it, it. it's fundamentally I'll put, different. I'll put money down. Okay, I think it's fundamentally different because TikTok is like super short. Um, I mean. Uh, people are going to get older for sure, and people who've got this attention span. But TikTok is about the short attention span theater, man. Some, but uh, Instagram stories are faster, and people are all over that. Like, like a, yeah. a, a lot of people TikTok sixty seconds, and and I think I think regardless of ADHD generationally, because I know what you're going at, that people. I don't even think it's that. I don't. Th- I think it's just like we've changed our brains because of what we've been exposed to. Uh, yeah, maybe that. Whatever it is, I think that's. I think that's going to be all generations. I think. I think everyone is. As soon as they get a taste of it, uh, likes it. It is kind of a drug. I will say that um, that my attention span has gotten shorter just yeah. based on you know what I used to be able to f- read books and now I read articles. Yeah, you know, and if it's a really long article, I gotta oh man, I gotta commit to this one because yeah. I really want to know what 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 this person says, and I'll I'll get to the end of it. And sometimes it's like you're skimming toward the end. It's like, or you just jump to the end and see sure. what the conclusion is because, and then back into, to their logic because, because I can't wait to know what they really yeah, think and, and whatever. The only thing I can do is, yeah, movies or, or I can binge movies or TV shows pretty good. Like I just binge the crap out of a winter soldier Falcon deal. Yeah. Um, I can do that all day long, but yeah, I can't read a book. I can't. I could and I can. I don't even I, like to watch YouTube videos. But my problem, yeah, my I, we're gonna get there in a second. But uh, my problem now is just feeling like I have the amount of absolutely free time. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if I'm gonna read a book, I'm gonna block out everything else. Yeah, or what else should I be doing, or could I be doing? Yeah, and I that's the problem. Do. There's almost always something else I could be doing. Yeah, and so I have a difficult time like committing to that. Yeah, I get um, it. <clears throat> I am really fighting the allergies today and I will tell you why I forgot to take my Claritin before I went to bed in fact I usually I usually take melatonin when I go to sleep or trying to go to sleep too because it like use the time release stuff and it helps me stay asleep because that's my biggest problem is waking up during the night yeah especially I mean it's always kind of been true but as I get older it's harder and harder and at you know four o'clock this morning when I was awake and couldn't go back to sleep I was thinking that uh like, <laughs> as you get older, obviously, it's harder to sleep, and your brain is kind of telling you, look, you only have so much more time. You need to be a Go fucking awake for shit. Yeah, be active. And that doesn't seem fair, but it's, but it, I think it's true. Um, but uh, I ordered this thing that hasn't come yet. It's been like three weeks, but I, uh, I've heard about it for years. The Storettes have had one for a while, and then, um, and then Phil Stevens got one, this... Uh, thing that's supposed to cool and heat oh, your yeah, yeah. bed you know that's a water water cooled and water heated yeah. deal that's supposed to uh help modulate your body temperature during the night so it saves optimal for sleep yeah i'm i'm dying for that because the thing that woke me up at four o'clock last morning was sweating like a pig because it was course. cold when i went to bed and then you know yeah i jack my ac up when i go to bed during the day like i don't love it but we'll just turn it off and it'll be you know try to save some money and it's fucking 70 80 degrees in my house but uh-huh. at night i can't sleep unless it's like 63 really yeah I jack. that's what they, i don't know i just i i on the site for this it's chili pad or whatever yeah. chili cooler so whatever the the thing I just bought is the Uller. If anyone wants to follow along, I might talk about it. Uh, this is not a paid pr- promotion at all. This is just me trying to sleep Life better. Experience. Yeah, and the the heat pump in our in our bedroom like 
got something in the motor a couple of years ago and so anytime you turn it on now it just like burns wood and smokes and, yeah. and that it's not so we have not been using it for a while and replacing it is considerably more expensive than just buying this thing yeah, yeah. that was not cheap but yeah. still that's all those hopefully it works because i know this one's like obviously you get what you pay for right like it's expensive hopefully it has some real function to it because i have like the quote-unquote cooling pillow and that's just the same you know and it's it's a little it's like 10 20 bucks more than a normal pillow but mm. it, what the fuck's in there that's gonna cool me down it's fucking same how does, is it electric no no something? that's oh, my okay. point yeah okay. it's supposed to be some material yeah, or, this or what's pl- on the inside yeah or, this thing plugs in and right. it's got a uh it's app based and it's split in the bed, so yeah. I don't have to have the same temperature as my yeah. wife who yeah, what tries to freeze me in the whole room. And I'll probably freeze the goddamn thing. Yeah, maybe I'll read your report and then I'll just turn that bitch down to like <laughs> well, fifty. Phil said that when he got his, somebody who had the other version, had the previous version, uh, uh, advised him to just like put it down as cold as he as he could stand it, and he's like, "My ass was forty three degrees." <laughs> I kind of like that. Night. That's like that's cold. Yeah, as long as I have covered, that's the only thing I like about camping. Is when it's cold as shit at night, and I could be in like a hot uh, or a warm fucking sleeping bag. Really? Yeah, where my face is kind of freezing. I kind of like to fight for the cold, fight for my warmth. Yeah. See, I I have um, I discovered a while back that you know if I'm using CPAP, which I typically do, yep. uh, and it's really cold in the bedroom, I can go to sleep with my head covered because and still get air because it's coming from the outside. Oh, it's that's like, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I, do I you like think that that's lot. so evolutionary, like that that we're there or whatever, like instinctual that we're like in the embryo type shit. Uh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people who have trouble uh, sleeping on uh, the. Uh, CPAP and I you know I it, I've struggled with it sometimes just because it hurts my nose sometimes or whatever yeah. uh, but I just think about it as being in space like if you were in space yeah, you would you need air water yeah you would need air we're and, moving to Mars yeah, yeah. we're moving to Mars so you might be the norm I think we're not moving to Mars I'm moving to 2036 <laughs> I think it's not going to happen I think the radiation is too much of a problem uh, well then I'm like moving I, underwater yeah, okay like uh, Jar Jar Binks why, do, how, why haven't we done that? That's a really good that question. That one's like a... That's what I wonder these conspiracies out there. Like, what do these motherfuckers know? Like, why are we trying to fly for months to Mars? We don't know what the fuck's under our ocean. That's a really good question. And why don't... And, and if we're talking about places to live and we're running out of land and recycling, build a little fucking Jar Jar Binks world down there. I, I was reading this article. Uh, I don't know if you ever fo- follow uh, abandoned porn. Nope. On, on, <laughs> on Reddit, it's not literally porn. It's, sure, it's, it's like food porn. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. yeah. In you that, perverts in, in that sense of porn. Abandoned porn is not those magazines you find on. The I was going to make like bad jokes, like it was like abandoned mint porn, like yeah. daddy issues, yeah. like. There's plenty of that yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, if you yeah, if you can think of a kink, somebody's got it. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, what I'm talking about is that there, there was this bar that was built underwater. And it was it yeah, was love that. bar for a long time. It's not it, it, not anymore. But it's like apparently it was in Japan or something. I think there's a hotel that's yeah. on like a beach that kind of goes under, and you you, you sleep. I don't know. There's like Instagram things you see like coolest hotel rooms, you know, and you like your window is yeah. the ocean. I but like that idea, I and it, it scares me at the same time. Yeah. Tunnels a little bit bother me. Like tunnel underwater. Yeah, that, that's a little bit of a concern. But we we're not going to go down here. But the, yeah, like there's tunnels under Disneyland. They're supposed to be cool and creepy. Tunnels under the Denver. Airport, 
Mm-hmm. That's like some conspiracy weirdness going on there. Google it. Don't I don't know. I really don't know. I only know like one step into these things, you know. Because then I go too far and I feel like a loony bin, you know. So I just kind of stop. Like that sounds interesting. There's a lot of loony bin in our business, man. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of loony bin out here. Uh, we'll hop in. Yeah, let's go. We got a couple. A uh, couple. We'll start with one we we're actually just talking about ish. Okay. Um, people say, are you guys going to have like an ambassador program for your apparel? And it's something you and I haven't really talked about. And so we figured, uh, welcome into our meeting, ladies <laughs> Let's and gentlemen. definitely have a business meeting right here on live on the I don't internet. think it's a bad idea uh, to have the business meeting on air. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm a bit pretentious when it comes to these things. And this may be all ego talking, but marketing moves with the flow of culture in the world, right? Marketing in 1995 is not the same YouTube marketing in 19, you know, mm. or 2025. 20, uh, and so... When I learned on the fly in 2011 and just started to kind of think out of the box on how to get products seen, which I did for a couple companies over the last 10 years and mm. then now ours, social media was the key. Um, and social media marketing, sure, it was kind of a thing, but I don't even know if there's paid Facebook ads at the time. I mean, when was social media created? 2005? You know, like... You can call AOL or something if you want, you know, but generally speaking. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, But like 2010 to 2020, social media is uh, an everyday term. It starts with MySpace. Whenever MySpace started. Yeah. MySpace, Friendster, that's, those are sort of. Yeah, which I guess is 2000-ish, maybe 2000. Something like that. And then, and then it probably wasn't optimized because again, that was very, I feel like, um, a generational, you Mm -hmm. know, like your mom wasn't on MySpace. No. Um, My mom's on Facebook, right? So like we hit this, my mom is, and then like my youngest little cousin who's like 12, right? So like the generational or the reach is so much bigger. Um, And again, because of that and because of the product that we make and the style we make, I, in my brain, we again, we really haven't discussed this. Uh, I'm leaning towards like, no. Um, I've always been against it personally as a creator. And I think that's something interesting that Jim and I both have. Jim's got an actual master's in marketing. Uh, we create content and we have been sponsored. Mm-hmm. And, and now we run businesses that potentially can sponsor people. So we have like a unique view on it all. Mm-hmm. And I understand why codes are used. They're a way to give back to the athlete, potentially with like an affiliate. So they get money based on how much stuff they sell. Uh, it's a way to track marketing and track the traction of your quote unquote athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an incentive for someone to purchase. Right. Or for the, the audience to purchase. For me, it's always felt corny. And I know it's been a thing forever. Hey, you know, uh, uh, infomercials, call right now and nine ninety nine. you get 10% off. Use code, you know, ABC at 10 o'clock at night, whatever. Um, I get it all. I understand it all. I don't like the vibe of it. Um, and because our stuff is premium, kind of small batch stuff. I was even talking to clients this morning or, or, or members this morning. They said, man, I opened those shorts and I just started to feel them. I said, whoa, it's a little different. So yeah, like we don't make the best dollar on every short that we probably could, but we like to put out the best shit. And I said, I would rather just do that. Um, and so you wrap all that into my ego and what the product we have. I lean towards no. Now, do we send out boxes and care packages to homies? We do. Um, and we've talked about that a lot and we send it to people that we think, uh, are cool. We send it to friends. We send it to, yeah, people of quote unquote influence. Um, and you know, six months from now I could be punching codes down your guys' throat. I don't know. (laughs) Business changes, but that's where my brain is now. Uh, I just want to throw out how codes started. What they, it, it was, uh, for testing creative. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that's how you track right. the performance of yeah, a particular seg- creator. Yeah, you can segment a, a, an ad or segment. Yeah, a- and then if you give codes to ambassadors or athletes that you're sponsoring or whatever, you can track that stuff. Right. Uh, and the real question is like whether that's fair. Number yeah, yeah. one, and number two, like it makes you uh, compare those people against each other, right. and make makes you have a value judgment. Like somebody you could really like doesn't their code doesn't produce anything at all, and like then you're you're stuck with this quandary about whether or right. not you continue because you like them or whatever. And th- there's also the thing like people don't always use codes. Well, and it goes deeper than that to me <clears throat> where. Marketing is an ever-flowing, there's depths to it. And um, sure, there's analytics and numbers, and you should look at those things and demographics and, and codes. But to me, social media is the broadest, widest net that we throw. Um, it's not transactional to me. Um, I would sponsor athletes uh, or we send care packages uh, for brand recognition, not for sales. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say next. Yeah, that's- where other people don't. They're, they're trying to get a straight one-to-one, and it's not a one-to-one for me. One, I want to I share our product because I think it's dope with our cool friends. Right. And then I want our friends, if they're inclined to and think our product is also dope, to share it with their audience. And then their audience, it might catch their eye. And then, yes, the percentage that would purchase something goes way down that way. Um but that's cool with me. <laughs> I'm cool to have the niche of the people that know our quality are only the people that bought it. I don't want to. I don't need to go out there and tell everybody, "Yo, my shit's the dopest." If you bought it, you're kind of in this club. Like, damn, this shirt's a little different. These shorts are a little different, and that's totally fine with me. Well, I mean, part part of that strategy um, plays out differently if we constantly have things available and we weren't using the for sure. <clears throat> the capsule model that we use now, like if we were, right. you know, if we were one of the other and all of it apparel right? companies in in in, in right. this industry, and then you run the shit ton of ads, you sponsor a million people, and, right? And you're just driving traffic to the website all day. But right. but like our whole goal of all of this is like every business's number one goal is to make money. Yes, and our goal is to make money our way. Um, I don't I don't want to just sell a shirt with a name on it. And there's a. I mean, there are reasons why we're not currently doing advertising for anything but our own stuff on this podcast is because of exactly the problem that you're talking about where people don't understand, the advertising people don't understand that the performance of the code they give you uh, isn't really a good measure of so the dumb. amount of awareness that you're generating for their product, and they put direct response. Or the value, yeah. yeah, they put direct response uh, in place because it's quantifiable, but it doesn't actually measure how much awareness you're creating for a particular product. What do you think that is? Like, obviously, you have like, of all people, you have like the the textbook schooling and then you have like the street schooling where i only have the street schooling but like i feel like if you go to coca-cola and you talk to them in the 90s to early 2000s and now they run commercials on tv knowing that they're trying to go to the person that is at the store they're trying to get in your subconscious because then when you're at the store you grab coke over pepsi when it's right next to each other no tv commercial in the history of time are you sitting at the super bowl do you see a Coca-Cola commercial with the polar bear that's so cute drinking a fucking Coke and automatically sprint to the store and buy Coca-Cola? That's never happened. Or are you watching the Super Bowl and see that Coca-Cola commercial and hop on your Amazon phone and buy Coca-Cola right there? 
it's always for a later purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a that's an ad, right? Where did ads start? Radio, TV, right? That's the typical. I mean, probably not. I'm sure you guys are like there's some newspapers, yeah, but yeah, yeah, or yeah, all, magazines, radio, and um, then probably moved to TV. Uh, yeah, like posted, right? Posted signs. Same, when, yeah, yeah. On a, but even same as that, right? Like say the newspaper, like you're reading the New York Times in 1920 or whatever the fuck, and you see a Coca Cola ad. You're not sprinting to the store to buy a Coca Cola. It's so you. It, it, and obviously times change, right? So if Coca-Cola was a brand new company, uh, they're also just going for brand awareness and to introduce you to a product. Right. Um, it's all very depending on the, the, the category. I get the nuances. But my point is that people's expectations of marketing now are, are wild to me. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, it's like, it's like all the, and now I know all these people because we've dealt with big ass companies they don't hire people like me, even though some are starting to. Mm-hmm. They they hire people with these MBAs and, and whatever. And and how do they not understand like the basic concept of that? Are they just stupid? <clears throat> I don't know exactly, but I will tell you that there's a similar issue with um, um, marketing budgets. Period. Yeah. Because usually when a, a company starts to retrench one of the first things they cut is the marketing budget and that's exactly the opposite sure. of what they should be doing. Right. Why wouldn't you cut, yeah, like product yeah. budget or... Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And obviously that's why we've, we have talked about stuff like this. Like we will scale and we are slowly scaling everything we do, um, but we have no need to turn into Nike because uh, then you deal with bullshit. You deal with mm-hmm. bullshit people, bullshit athletes. Like, I'd rather stay stay us, regardless of what we do. And that that's something uh, your good friend and something that stuck with me for a long time when we um, podcasted a long time ago. Uh, talk about growing a business. Uh, you can either have a lot of growth or you can have a lot of control, uh, but you're not going to be able to get a lot of both of those. Right. That's some. It's just so true. It's basic, but it's so true. So. Back to our original yeah, question. our business where, meeting. Yeah, uh, you know, like um, uh, something else that we've talked about is that not everything that we put put out uh, is a fit for a particular influencer. Sure. And so we try to be, you know, we try to think about that as we're doing it. And, and we're, like, I'm sure that we do stuff that people don't understand, and I think that that's where you need to be yeah. to a certain extent. You mean, like, designs and whatever, you know, fabric choices or the fact that, you know, our stuff is a little bit more expensive because it's more yeah. custom typically and, and whatever. That's Not everybody understands us, and that's okay. And that's, right. that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. If you're not doing something that people, some people don't understand, you're probably not innovating at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and to me, uh, and this, we've talked about it here, and I've probably talked about other places. Like, uh, I really like Disneyland and Disney World. And it's not because I'm like a Disney princess adult guy. I'm not wearing fucking mouse ears and watching Disney every night. But I like, um, I, I like their overall strategy, and I liken us to Disney in the sense that everything that's aspirational but go on <laughs> uh in in the same vein but not even yeah not close but uh in the sense that we make clothes and what disney does they make movies uh-huh. but each movie is so different if you take coco and then you compare it to toy story or mulan or something right like one's about this um 
girl going to war for her family because she doesn't want her dad to and one is about death and this kid and then toy story is about fucking well and they throw marvel in there too right. and sure. star wars sure. and all that yeah yeah stuff. we I mean, could throw it all of... in there we could throw it all in there and they're all disney movies yeah um and you may like them all yeah. uh because they're all pretty good um but yeah if you compare whatever the fuck uh ray is doing in star wars compared to coco compared to buzz lightyear mm-hmm. they're all such different capsules mm-hmm. they're so different they're mini stories of this chain that is disney and so th- they may kind of look alike like the 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 artwork in mulan isn't that varied from lion king mm-hmm. it's in the same vein um but it's a totally different world some people may fucking hate talking animals yeah. i forgot who i was listening to someone said that like yeah i can't do like talking animals <laughs> so i was like i get it like i i don't mind but i understand if that's just out i don't of like your talking door. animals yeah, in see? movies <laughs> live action movies uh, right? yeah that got a little weird i don't love the live action disney's uh even though the aladdin was okay well, I, I mean more like like look who's talking with the version with the dogs or cats and shit you know yeah, like yeah. You well, know? well the, uh, i was thinking the live action lion king is like that even though it's not like super live action yeah. it's semi live yeah action. i mean yeah you, you there's an animation quality yeah. to it that you're thinking okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I agree. It's uh, all right, but it's not. It's not so uncanny valley. But like, if 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 I had a dog and that fucker started talking to me in in real life, I'd be very upset. I would think I would like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and a movie is a little weird, but real life that'd be kind of sick. But point is, uh, that's where we sit. So like, June kind of said, like this latest drop is based around like NASCAR art, our our physical location being a a, a shop, uh, a mechanic shop back in the day. Um, me and Jim both like cars. Like it's it's varied around. All, it's inspired by kind of all that, but it's also not very specific about it. It's any not. It's a either. general racing ish world design. Um, but point is that the next one we're working on is very has nothing to do with that. And, and although some of the garments may, if you put them up next to each other, may look similar ish. Maybe some of the colorways or some mm-hmm. of the fits or some of the general styling. Like we, me in particular, like. Uh, a, a short that fits above the knee. Um, when I played sports, that's what I like. When I squat, that's what I like. I like the leg hole to be a little bit bigger. One, yes, lifters tend to have bigger quads, but mm. even even if I didn't, it's just more comfortable to have some breathing room down there. I don't like tight-fitting shorts. I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those qualities kind of go along, right? In Disney's, same thing. Like They kind of build family, quote-unquote, movies. Um, often they have morals about them. But yeah. beyond that, like it could be kind of anything. Um which I think is cool. You can like Good Company, Third Street, and you could have a favorite dropper capsule. Like someone messed today. Like uh, there's a glitch in the Matrix. I don't know if you read this. Someone uh, put it on Instagram. Said there must be a glitch in the Matrix. Who loves E30 BMWs and powerlifting like me? And like post a picture of Kyle. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's we use my car on the thing just because <laughs> it's one of my favorite cars and it was my photography and mm. whatever, whatever. But point is, you. You can like all of Disney. I like all of Disney. And Lion King spoke to me more than other movies. Mm. Something kind of like that. Yeah. That was a long explanation for not much of a point, but you guys are welcome. Yeah, and I, I think that the the reality is that, that we're indulging our own like short attention spans for by, sure. by looking at, the, at yeah. different things that we like instead of locking into one thing and always doing that. I, I would think as a designer... And as a marketer and as a company, we would, I would just get so bored. Yeah, um, no, that's a problem. It's probably self limiting. No, it one hundred and no shade to anyone. And, and we're we're self limiting and t- for sure in terms of our income because you hit a niche and you dig deep. I get it, but like there are those companies out there 
and no hate or shade by any means. You do you, me do me. I say that for a long time, but like I'll use Nike to not offend anyone that bad. A Nike shirt, Nike's drop, spring drop and summer drop are going to be the exact same fucking thing. Like with a very slight different, mm-hmm. it's going to say just do it. It's going to have that thing on there. And I'm not against branding. I'm not, the, just do it's a great fucking motto, obviously. Nike's done amazing things. They're the biggest shoe company of history of humankind. The biggest apparel company, I believe, probably in humankind. I get it. But I would get so fucking bored telling the same story over and over and over. And that's, I think, where athletes and affiliates come more in hand because then you start to tell their story because Nike's story is dry, <laughs> right? It's the same thing over and over. So they, they grab, um, I'm making the, they grab Michael Jordan and they tell his story in a different way. And then they grab Kobe Bryant and then they tell his story slightly different way. And then they grab Usain Bolt or whatever, Tiger Woods. And they start to, I know Usain Bolt's with Puma, you fucking weirdos. You get my point. And then you grab Tiger Woods and you tell his story because you, you they don't breathe story. They tell stories mm-hmm. where we're trying to write a story. I think that's kind of the difference. They're telling someone else's story. Right. And we're making up our stories. Yeah, and we've also not been doing it so long that um, we have to figure out how to repeat ourselves in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes. at, le- at least not in terms of, of the clothing. In terms of in terms of content, we are constantly looking yeah. for ways to, yeah. to produce not the same content over and over. And then you look at a lot of YouTube channels, it's the same stuff over and over. And people say, oh, it's because it works. It's like, yeah, it works. It doesn't work for me yeah. as a as a creator and doesn't work for me as a um a, as a viewer for the most part. I don't I don't care about and it so about a lot of like seeing the same thing over and over again i think i don't find it reassuring content creation and kind of the point i was getting at is a a good parallel it's very similar um i however i i fell into this hole on uh on youtube the other day this rabbit hole because that i'm prone to do i i started watching this guy who uh he just he streams twitch but he does like loops yeah and he creates music out of loops solo and like does a live performance on on um, on Twitch, and yeah. then takes that video and puts it on 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 YouTube. It's not you know live on both platforms, but like really good, really really good. And uh, wanted several years ago, wanted to not have a, a nine to five anymore, and figured out how to how yeah. to do that. And he's still going and probably getting continually getting better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think uh, as a musician, things seem so difficult um, to like organically come up. Like you have to do social media. Yeah, like even actors, actresses, like they're all kind of pumping in that world, and you make it bigger. Like even Justin Bieber, right? Like he's the typical story. I think he was a YouTuber, and Usher found him or something. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alicia Cara is another one. She did like impersonations on YouTube, and she's she was sick. She did like all these like funny but real impersonations and then she got found and, ha- and made a real album and is in maybe TV and shit now but like you're kind of trudging your own path regardless rather than you could do it the other way you can do a bunch of open mic nights and mm-hmm. go to and then American Idol is a whole nother path like you can find your own way but um, and that's the truth we're finding our own way we may have ambassadors we may have influencers who the I, fuck knows I, I, my, my feeling is that we'll probably do um some micro influencers to test. Yeah. I, I think like uh and and probably without codes. Yeah. It's something we'll that see. I've thought about and I don't know if we talk about it on air or off air. 
I don't want to go too deep on air because I actually think it is a genius idea. But, okay, uh, then skip it. But I do think something like I want to build a team. I don't want to build a random person that I send random shirts to and they randomly punch a code and don't care about us, what we do, and I don't care about them. If we do it, I want to do it like as a team with a real relationship, with real loyalty back and forth. Um, again, working for multiple companies in this space as a social media marketer and working for some companies, not a ton, um, like Reebok I worked with for six years that sponsored me. I know what's cool and not cool, and I want humans to come first and relationships to come mm-hmm. first. Uh, like Obviously, good company. Like I don't want it to be so transactional. Um and that's what, like Jim said, like, I really like this person, but he's not selling. His code sucks. So what do we do? I don't want to get in that situation. Yeah, I don't want to feel I that wanna, way like, at all. Sta- I want to tattoo my name on somebody and somebody tattoo fucking good company on them and we ride or die kind of deal. Um, and I know that's hard because life goes through changes mm-hmm. and, and it's not a forever. I'm not saying we're going to marry this person, but I want it to be uh, more in depth than just an Instagram post for a T. I also want to just throw out that I, I watched, and I know you did too, um, um, hours of the Kern this weekend and I was really paying attention to which brands were represented there and like brands that used to be very prominent we used to be affiliated with are not so much anymore and and I can see why yeah the game's changing um I, I do think relationships matter um and and I think people get bored of the same thing too like talking about the Nike like if Nike just did Nike and didn't sign like they sign rookies all the time like that's kind of how they stay relevant, right? Like uh-huh. those sign guys going to the draft and then they have a new story and they, they stay relevant. If you, as a company, even in a smaller niche like powerlifting, um, if you are only selling the same tea over and over and you're only sponsoring the same people over and over and you're not like in it, uh, I, I think you'll get lost in the dust to, to new companies. Like shout out Living Large. Like I don't know who they are. I know they're from Ohio uh-huh. uh, and I know they sponsor some of my friends. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like they care about their athletes. It seems they pay attention to multiple things like uh, a person, like who they are, what they do. I don't know everyone they sponsor, but the people I do know they sponsor seem like really good humans. Oh, they're, they're people that we would work with if, yeah. if they were not hard to work yeah. with somebody they're, else. They That's... sponsor people that work hard, that are good at the sport. Mm-hmm. Maybe they sponsor some of the best, obviously, but they sponsor just strong people with like good morals. It seems like a real relation. Yeah, they, our boy Palco sponsored mm-hmm. by them. They sign like cool people rather than like just signing world record holders or just signing people with a big following and making it so transactional. And again, that's from the outside. I don't even know who owns the company or <laughs> runs it. I just I don't know either. I literally that's just so know they're weird. from Ohio and, and, sign, and work with some of my friends. But point being, there was a lot of their gear. There's a lot of their lifters. Uh-huh. Um, a lot man, of eight man because eight man was a top line sponsor. Yeah, but they they've done a great job too. Talk about eight man. Like yeah. they kind of like sponsor ish people. I don't know their b- business end of it, whether they pay or whatever it goes. Um, but they seem like they care about, and we know them. Like they, they yeah. worked with us forever. Uh, Adam and Noah are really good dudes, and they care about the sport. They care about the people, and that shows in like their media and it shows in their sponsorship and they're another one like not to throw shade but like their 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 clothing has a repeatability to it because they tell good stories through their athletes some of their commercials on the current were sick mm-hmm. like they were really good commercials that's something that stood out to me obviously the lifting we can go into that another time was really 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 good um great production great lifters insane lifts the sports evolving i love to see that but something that stood out from a marketing business standpoint is how good eight man's commercials were because yeah. they're telling a story all wrapped up in one. Um, we'll move on from that topic unless you got another one. Uh, I probably did, but it's, yeah. I've lost it. I, we had a couple of questions on the chat. Oh yeah. 
Um, so we can gentlemen? we can hit um, we can hit one of them pretty quickly. Uh, top three favorite movies. This is off the off the fitness topic, but uh, that's really hard. It's hard, but like, what if I said five? Um, even still, I like can't rank them. I guess favorites like you throw them all in there. You go like I go like Star Wars. I might go like a Interstellar's in there. I, li- I like a uh, uh, like a, I like Departed a lot. Um, I don't know because there's so many fucking movies. If I'm like stamping my name on them, they're all kind of the same though. It's like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry mm-hmm. Potter. That's that shit when I'm scrolling through. If it's on, I'm watching every single time. Yeah, yeah. But I love Remember the Titans. I really like Lion King. I don't know. Uh, for, for me, you know him, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. my my all time favorite movie uh, that was spoiled for me by them releasing a totally extended edition was Apocalypse Now. I think the original Apocalypse Now is my my favorite movie Ever? of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I just, don't know. I don't, so good. I know all the lines. Yeah, I don't know if um, I know. I have a movie like that. Um, and this one's dumb, but the one I can't ever get out of my brain because I saw it so many times when I was a kid and I watched it again in the last couple of months was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's terrible. Are and they riding around the on, a, uh, on a bed? No. It's, What's that's, that? That's, that's bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, is that somewhere category, similar world? Uh, or am I way off? That's Disney. Oh. And, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was actually like written by the guy who created James Bond. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I feel like I've seen it. <clears throat> it's uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his his oh, uh, yeah. his British accent was so terrible in Mary Poppins that even though the whole it's movie fake? is British, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. Even the even though the whole movie is British, he uses an American accent. The whole thing. His father has an English accent, and he doesn't. And he lives in England. So there. Um, 1968. Yeah, I think I've seen this. Uh, one other another one of my favorites. Very, very, very sad movie, but super well done. Ordinary people. If you want to. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Watch a depressing movie about de- depression. That's 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 the one, um, and not not a you know, not horrific. Like there are some of them that that are about depression and and suicide and stuff that yeah yeah you just never pull out of the the yeah. the tailspin of um, Training Day. Training Day. I just rewatched. I love Training Day. I found that movie so uncomfortable because I I like. Denzel so much and the character no, is the so unlikable. Yeah, I like him. Like I have a real challenge with that one. Um, yeah, I love it. What else? Was? I love me- the first Men in Black for some reason. First Men in Black is good. That yeah, was maybe yeah. one of the first PG thirteen movies I was allowed to watch, and maybe that has to do with it. But yeah. I just love. I love. I'm a big Will Smith fan, and everyone's like, "Well, he just does a bunch of movies." And yeah, fuck you. I don't really care. Um, I I like uh, the type of movie he often chooses, mm-hmm. and then uh, I like him as like a person, like his social media aspect mm-hmm. and stuff. He's just so funny. And I grew up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, probably my favorite show of all time. I don't think I've ever seen an episode all the way through. Oh no way! I've I've seen every episode at least five times. Really, I every know. single one. Uh oh 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 yeah actually my uh, this is not my top 3 but this is three yeah, movies I'm going to talk about uh Star Trek 2. I have a very long history with Never Star Trek 2. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't think I've seen any real Star Treks. You see you saw the later ones? I saw the the first of the later ones. Okay. That's not a bad movie. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I like the, it. I they I like it. They fuck with things but they give yeah. he had license to fuck with things cuz he reset the timeline. Yeah. yeah, I like it. But no, I saw that that movie before it was released. I saw it was before it was finished. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we was I was living in LA at the time and we were walking down the street in Westwood. You they dragged you in? Uh no, they said uh they gave us passes and that's said sick. these are to a science fiction movie at Paramount 
come and watch it on this date. Bring this thing with you. That's cool. And we didn't know what it was because we were dumb. Yeah. I had no idea. You I like, were a Star Trek fan already though? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. Then. Huge, huge. That's like a life. That's like a life event. Then, yeah. like, if someone oh, oh, did that yeah. to me, like, hey, just come watch this random movie. It was like a new Star Wars. I'd freak out. Yeah, the director introduced the movie. Came that's out, sick. and and the cast was in the back row, but we yeah. didn't know it until that's sick. Till later. I've read books about this. Yeah. about this incident because like the first showing, they didn't like the end. People didn't like the end, uh, and so they rejiggered the end of the movie and then showed it again. And and it got, like when I saw it, it got a standing ovation. Yeah, that's sick. Like everybody thought it was awesome. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say like, uh, for me, I think because, uh, some is like nostalgia, even though like they're good movies and they're like famous, famous, like I love Jurassic Park. Um, are people putting down like the best movie list of all time? I don't know. Probably not, but I like it. I really like it. I'll watch, I'll watch that shit all over and over and over. Yeah. I think it's a mess and still it's very watchable. Yeah. I love watching. Like, yeah. There's no like logic to it. No, there's all. nothing going the, on. The, Except the, that Elon's trying to make one now. <laughs> Did you read like that? real life, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. real life. I'm going. I'll go first day. Um uh I actually like the the first of the reboot ones to Jurassic World. I like, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Chris and Pratt's I, good. I, I I watched all of the yeah. first round of them. This, yeah, what's, what, I like number is it number two with Vince Vaughn? I'm a huge Vince Vaughn fan too. Old school. Like it's hard to put for so me. The, I can't remember if that's the second or the third one. I don't know. It's hard for to put like a comedy in like my top favorite movies all time, and I don't know if that's like an ego thing, because then you like I don't know, maybe you like sound dumb if you don't like like a good, good movie, you know? But like I love old school. I love Wedding Crashers. I love those fucking movies. Wedding Crashers I've seen. Uh, uh, old school, I'm just, I, I just can't do. I, lo- I don't know why. I, I love Will Ferrell in it. Love Vince Vaughn. Uh, in that vein, though, uh, more Seth Rogen, either, not Seth Rogen. Um, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Jonah? No. Uh, producer, director. That Seth Rogen works with a lot. Um, Not the knocked up guy. Yes, that yeah, guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, he does all those movies. Yeah, I'm. Bl- uh, I love you, man. That's love an you, awesome really movie. I love. That's love a super you, awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I like that's that too. a fucking great movie too. Yeah, I like that movie. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Thank you. What's that guy's name though? Uh, the I love you, man. Guy. Uh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel's good. He's he's awesome. Yeah, I like those movies. Uh, he's somebody. Paul Rudd. Yeah, these are guys you could have a beer with. Like you know, probably uh, really. You know Mike Sean, uh, his older brother. I think you might have met him for a second. Is yeah. very Paul Ruddy. Oh really? Yeah. Not only kind of looks like him, but kind of just acts. Is like he him. not going to age at all like Paul Rudd? Uh, he's done pretty good so far. Yeah. Okay. He's done pretty good so far. Yeah. Paul Rudd's good. I, I love all those. Uh, and again, like, do I put him in like best movie of all time or even my favorite? I don't know. Um, but they get me going. <clears throat> the other two questions, um, uh, Keith. They said the, your your second question. I'll I'll DM you about that <laughs> one. Um, the one before that is something that we were talking about before, and uh, I, I, Mike and I were talking about before we started here. It, it, this is a context thing. Uh, are we still in touch with the guys from the SC days? And the answer is yeah, some, who? but not yeah. many, yeah. Uh, because life has seasons, and uh, just like TV shows, and your guest starring uh, cast is not always the same. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I you, people always like tweet it and like like meme it now like inspirational meme it like uh reach out to those if you think about reaching out to somebody just do it like you don't know what they're going through or whatever and i'm really really good at that and really really bad at that um i think i have a gift for being social Mm -hmm. uh jim i think could vouch for me like i can talk to anybody and relate to anybody that's like one of my very few i totally can't yeah yeah that's like one of my few things like i can talk and chat it up and oh you you know i can do that with anybody anybody um 
but I don't connect with many people. Um, and so like those people that I actually connect with through my past, uh, I text here and there and I'll just check in, yo, yeah. think about you, what's up? Um, but that list is very small because I'm just very social and I'm pretty in, I'm closed in. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's very few people from that time. Uh, Dan lives with me. Uh, for those super training fans, yeah. Um, Fat Daniel literally lives with me. Um, Marcus Filipino Thunder, we see on the weekly, on the daily. He trains at our gym and is a buddy of ours. Um, that might be the list. Ben, ben Claridad, who who was in not part of like super training in particular, but he was part of the the days mm-hmm. of early super training for me. I see him on the regular and talk to him. Um, and that that's probably it. Obviously, Jim. Uh, I can't think. But I, 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 the, the truth is, yes, chapters change, seasons change, humans change, times change. Uh, I know we put our lives on the internet, and so it seems like uh, our lives should not change because you guys reckon what we do very it's similar. It's still out there. That's the yeah, thing. People yeah. watch that as, right. as, 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 no, as if it's happening right now. No, somebody uh, DM'd me. Uh, I did a Q&A with like Alan and Mig Squats and Mark a long time ago, and uh, it was like probably seven years ago now. And, and we talk about steroids, and I mm-hmm. say like, oh, I'm not on steroids. And someone like... D- DM me or question me somewhere like, hey man, a couple months ago you talked about not doing steroids. Are you doing them now? I'm like, a couple months ago, seven years ago, yeah. I, I said I'm not doing steroids and I'm still not doing them. But <laughs> point is, uh, yeah, like their time gets lost because you don't, the date on a YouTube video is really small. It's teeny. Yeah, yeah. they put it out of the way. So I get it. And you liken what we do to like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like uh, Will Smith's just not going to disappear or, or, or from the show, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so they don't just go their own ways. Those chapters don't end. Right. Main characters don't leave. Right. Um, but in real life, if you reckon it to your life and, and, and connect it to your life, your relationships romantically or your parents or your siblings or your friends, chances are you don't hang out with the same people, uh, live the same life, have the same job, or live in the same place for more than five years. Mm-hmm. Like it's very uncommon uh, to do that. And even uh, sadly, marriage is, is very uncommon to mm-hmm. last more than mm-hmm. like five years. It, so it's, it's more like, uh, I would say it's more like, ER. Yeah. I never really watched my parents did a little bit, so I'd, I'd it's more like ER it. than it is like um Yeah, like a typical sitcom. Like Law and Order. Actually Law and Order is more like that too. I'm trying to think of uh uh one um uh, people NCIS has, has has had a pretty stable cast, yeah, right? And yeah. it's been running for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Simpsons. Yeah, right. Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons. That's that's the ultimate one, right there. Yeah, yeah. they never it's, change. Yeah, never ever yeah. ever change. Yeah. yeah, but that's just not how life works. No, so people. It's not. Out. And so, like, I I still talk to Ryan Cove. Um, oh yeah, and, and Ryan Spencer. Ryan, Ryan Spencer, Spencer came by the gym, said hi. Like, but yeah, I, I I don't talk to people in general, and so I definitely don't talk to people from a job that I left five years ago. Yeah, yeah that's kind of that's that's really what it comes down to. But it all just seems very immediate to people, and they don't know. Um, that's just, that's just life. Life, life happens, um, like that. And, uh, you, like, if you want to think of another analogy, like if if people that you work with, worked with five years ago that you were relatively close to because you saw every day. Yeah, yeah. If those people moved on, if any one of those people moved on, you know that it's always going to be an effort to try to stay in touch with those people. And chances are you didn't have anything in common beyond the fact that you worked together. Or yeah, you're you're on different wavelengths now. People grow and change. I was 22 when I kind of started that job. Yeah. You know, I'm about to be 33. Yeah. Things change, people change. Yeah. We we, we sort of touched on that a little bit when we were talking about um, Power Unlimited. Like I don't, I'm not in contact with any of those people yeah. anymore. I used to see them on a daily basis. Like I got a, a Facebook memory yesterday that um, like Haas broke the single ply 
squat record yeah. 12 years ago yesterday yeah. and that that weight was 1025 yeah which How crazy in that? light of daniel what, bell just did 1113 on wraps yeah, yeah just like in light of that and like yeah in wraps yeah yeah, yeah okay. just wraps yeah and i mean that was a biggish deal at the time yeah and it was also done at a local meet and not a, not a national or international I even meet. feel uh, Daniel Bell, shout out to Dan Bell, uh, didn't even like get the hype it deserved. No. Like like that, you saw a couple reposts. Well, he's, he's starting doing stuff on the regular. And right. He, the squatted 10, like, he, he squatted 11.03, I think, four months ago yeah. in comp. Uh, so, but still, you know, you're like, it gets a couple reposts or something, but like the sports grown, social media is going to still, like that should be, that should be on Yahoo News and shit. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like it was when. Um, yeah. Spoto. Spoto. Yeah. Like I, that's, that's one of my biggest videos ever. And it probably isn't as big as it should have been because, you know, footage got like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and yeah, and bench press is more relatable than squat. I get it. I get it. But like CrossFit, like all these folks, see they know what they squat now. Yeah. More people know what they squat now than they did then. Yeah. And you see like eleven, thirteen. You're like, oh fuck. We'll end it on this semi fitnessy one. Okay. Um, thoughts on body tempering. Um, so I assume you guys mean uh, like extreme foam rolling. Uh, we'll call it <laughs> X Games foam rolling. You're digging metal into your body or yeah, scraping or on it. You're it's rolling on you. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And I, uh, I, I would imagine Donnie Thompson. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit uh, Duffin. Everybody's kind of into it now. Uh, I, I imagine scraping kind of goes into a body tempering category umbrella. Even foam rolling might go into the umbrella. Um, personally, and no shade because a lot of our friends have built careers and truly believe in it. Um, anecdotally for me and the clients I've worked with, I have found no success with any of these modalities. Um, and I, I like to think I am a good bridge between um, evidence-based and bros. Um, bros typically just means anecdotal evidence, right? It means what works for me works for me. And mm. what works for my clients works for my clients. And there is some there's some validation there. Like if you're having success with you and thousands of clients, rock on. Because sometimes science hasn't kept up. Yeah. You can't run a study on everything, especially because of budget and just some things can't be isolated. So if it works for you, party. Um, for me, foam rolling has zero evidence. Scraping has no evidence besides bruising yourself. There's no, there's nothing. And there hasn't been studies done. There's been studies on some of this stuff. Um, I don't know about exactly body tempering, grabbing an 80 pound piece of metal and rolling on your back, but if foam rolling shows no scientific evidence of um, uh, released fascia, if you could release your fascia so easily, we would all have bumps and bruises on us 24 seven. If you bump, if a piece of foam can manipulate my fascia in my quad, I fell on my bike the other day, Mm -hmm. I would have constant indents all over my body from eating pavement going 15 miles per hour, right? Because my fascia is so malleable. Your fascia doesn't move like that. And if you want to take it less literally and you're saying, oh, no, you're just um, kind of showing your brain and nerves that area is no longer safe and no longer needs to be tense, I may agree, but I would argue that you'd have better opportunity doing that just moving walking air squatting getting blood to the movement uh, the area in whatever area is hurting or feels tight often you're tight because you sit at a desk all day and you don't move and then you try to foam roll and then you try to squat 300 pounds um i'm not a fan of any of that i think there's no evidence uh placebo effect is very very strong my friends uh if you start to do it daily and 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 then warm up with the barbell and you have a good squat session 
triggers in your brain are going to say, oh, I had a good squat session because, and then you're going to foam roll every fucking time. Um, I am more of a fan of walking, biking, standing, moving the barbell around a lot. Take, take an empty barbell for three sets of 30. Tell me you don't feel better than when you walked in the door. And that's actually getting blood moving to the body. Um, yeah, long story short, I'm not a fan. Here's my thing. If it's not damaging... If it's not detrimental in any way. It hurts my eyes, Jim. I and hate it, seeing people flounder around like a dead fish on foam all day. I'm I'm going to agree with you <laughs> on that point. But if 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 it works for for somebody and it and it doesn't put them in danger and I'm okay with it. I'm completely okay with it. I, I think I that you need to think about like how much you're going to invest in it. And at the same time, I mean, there are some studies behind this whole bed thing that I'm that yeah, I yeah. bought. Uh, but it's not like it's not mainstream. But if it makes you feel science better at, at this point, and I'm hoping that things are better, but I'm also open to the possibility that they won't be. Yeah. This is a stopgap between, you know, spending thousands of dollars more on on heating and cooling yeah. our our bedroom. Well, and you're not missing a meal over the money you're spending on this. I I, I think yeah, that's that's an important yeah, point. Like, like I think that if if money is an issue, you can work out these problems other ways for the most part. I get it. Like foam rollers cost 10 bucks on Amazon. Get it, roll on it. That's cool. But then you start to buy a a, a drill with a fucking foam butt plug on the end and you start to hit yourself with it and that thing costs $800. And then you buy this piece of 80 pound metal and that costs $600. Like move. I'm telling you, if you ever believed anything I've ever coached you, taught you, I know it's 50% facts and that's how I talk often. But if you just move more throughout your week, walking, biking, standing, climbing, you will feel better in, in a week. Yeah. Well, as, as, uh, Mike Sean is, uh, um, Fond of saying motion is the lotion. Motion's the lotion, baby. You know, it, it, moving is better than not moving always. Yeah. Uh, it, and I think it's better than most things most of the time. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, that uh, all of these things, which comes down to, comes full circle back to the beginning of, of, of our conversation about the kind of the kinds of things that you align yourself with and what's worthwhile to, to, to be associated with and stuff. Uh, a lot of this stuff... Uh, is marketed as a silver bullet to try to solve yeah. a particular problem. And some people are get desperate enough to say, I'm willing to pay too much money for the silver bullet yeah. because I believe it will solve my problem. And placebo can be like mental. I don't necessarily demonize the people selling it because they've convinced themselves it works too. Yeah. I don't agree with it and I'm not going to be sponsored by it. I'm not going to promote it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to tell you guys when it's horse shit and I'm going to tell you the truth. But... Yeah, and some of them haven't. Some are demons. Some are just in it for the cash. They know this is fucking bullshit, and they're yeah. going to sell you anything to make a buck. Right. That, that's a large percentage of the fitness industry, too. I'd say 70%. 70% are pieces of shit, selling you shit they know doesn't work to make a buck, to drive in the Ferrari, to put a picture on Instagram to sell you more bullshit, and 30% are lost in their own sauce, which I also have empathy for, but I don't agree with. Uh, the one thing I'm going to disagree with there is uh, leasing a Porsche. Not buying a Porsche. Yeah, maybe tax reasons <laughs> and who knows what, but it's true. Can't even afford that shit, you bums. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it goes back to what I was saying before, self-limiting. Like, the people that we admire in the industry are the people who have not hitched their wagon to some silver yeah. bullet. And, yeah. Um, and a lot of them have figured out ways to monetize that uh, that 
Integrity. Integrity, <laughs> that viewpoint, whatever. And and God loved them because yep. that, that was you know, it was smart. Yeah. That's that. That's I'd, that. If I had no integrity, I may be richer. There haven't been any more questions, Sam, right? No. I'm okay. rich in integrity. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, we appreciate you. New podcast every single Wednesday. Uh, fitnessy talking soon, and then we're hopping into another movie, Icarus. If you want to get ahead of time with us, watch it, and we'll review it in about two weeks. Two weeks. Um, thanks so much. I'm Silent Mike. 3SB.co. Third Street Barbell is where we live. Uh, and thanks for everything. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.